Ladies and gentlemen, Uzi here with another episode of On The Record. T initially, today was supposed to be focusing on the remaining perks for Killer on Dead by Daylight, everything following Hex Totems. However, a developer update has came out that I must talk about. First of all, happy 4th of July, everyone. But secondly, this, in my opinion, may be the best update we've ever had, ever. And I stand by that. I will literally die on that hill. And we're just going to jump right into it. So first and foremost, we're going to be focusing on Survivor Disconnect Bots. So to summarize it, when a player DCs, you're going to have a Survivor Bot take over. And it's obviously not going to be as great as having a real teammate. But at the end of the day, at least it's something, right? I would rather the bot at least exist if nothing else, they can complete gens, right? So, either way, I am just extremely excited to have some sort of bot implementation put forth into the game to replace a DC teammate. Something is better than nothing. I've, I'll always stand by that. And so, we're going to talk about the successful report feedback section next. So, when you come across players' behaviors in a trial that don't comply with our game rules, we highly encourage that you report them. That's say we recognize that you do never hearing back from us on what was done with your reports doesn't exactly encourage that practice. This is why a team has designed a successful report feature. In the next update, you'll notice a window appear when logging in if one or more of your reports has led to a ban. This message will show you the day the player is banned, the reason for banning. Note that if a player gets banned and unbanned multiple times, you as the reporter will only get notified once per report you sent. And then that's essentially just indicating that your efforts of trying to get someone banned were in fact successful and that you didn't just waste your time because you technically never know, right? So, nice feature. It's just a nice little quality of life feature where if you come across a hacker... It'll actually feel like you can put forth effort to create evidence to get them banned. And something may actually come from it. Because you'll physically see it. Moving forward to one of the most exciting aspects is a rework on Sadako. Long needed, right? So, I'm going to talk about everything. But I'm also going to talk about something that I'd really like them to do. That I'm not sure if it's going to be included. Because... They mentioned something about add-ons, which I'll talk about right now. It says, lastly, we've done a balancing pass on the Onryo's add-ons, bringing her highest and lowest performing add-ons closer in line with the rest of the options. So I didn't see any specific updates on the add-ons here, so maybe we're not going to get that at this point in time. That might be something we'll just notice on the PTB when it comes out. But I would simply like where if I grab a survivor off of the dying state that I don't get hit with a stack. But there is a complete rework, so I'm going to just go over it. I'm going to read it all off to you all word for word because I only glanced over it. And so I'd like to get a full idea of what's going on. So a little over a year ago, Sadako crawled out of a TV and into our hearts and the Entity's realm for the first time. It's been interesting to see different playstyles emerge since then. And today we have some changes in store to make the Unreal more terrifying than ever. Projection. When the Onryo is demanifested, she can project herself in any power TV around the map. This would inflict nearby survivors with a stack of Condemn in the process. We have made significant changes to this mechanic. First and foremost, projecting to a TV now applies three-fourths of a stack of Condemned to all survivors not carrying a curse tape was initially one stack to nearby survivors. 
This time, a TV is disabled after the on-rail projects to it has been reduced to 70 seconds, which it was initially 100 seconds. This can be further reduced using add-ons. The TV is disabled after Survivor removes the curse tape has been increased to 90 seconds, which was initially 60. The projection has now a 15-second cooldown. Since this is no longer a range limit on the condemned effect, we need to limit how frequently this can happen. So just to kind of summarize, right, like... When you see certain Sonic players, they might teleport to three different TVs, essentially, bam, bam, bam. But you can't do that anymore. There's going to be that cooldown of 15 seconds. And that's just to prevent you know people from hard stacking the condemns, right? Because since it now happens three-fourths instead of one to anyone on the map that's not carrying a curse tape, you could literally inflict it numerous times. You have multiple TVs active, especially if you're running certain add-ons, to immediately reignite a TV, so turn it on. So with that being said, it seems like they've done that to kind of cool off on that. But also, in addition to that, is it's going to incentivize you actually grabbing a curse tape. So we're going to have to talk about the curse tapes as well, since obviously this is a new feature, because really, prior to now, with this PTB update on Sonico, is you would just simply grab the tape when you were close to getting condemned, and you would just simply put it on a TV and you would move on. But now, it's different. So, cursed tapes have become more dangerous as well. Though holding a cursed tape may protect you from the condemned effect when the Sadako teleports, they come with their own risk. Getting hit with a basic attack while carrying a cursed tape will apply one stack of condemned. When a survivor is carrying a cursed tape dishooked, all their survivors gain one stack of condemned and the tape is destroyed. So, what this will... In intrigue to me is could you still do this a slug strat because you're still going to have the tape if you go down and then obviously you could just keep repeating that process and you're going to just automatically gain one full stack every single time if you do the slug strat so the slug strat based off of this in theory could be even stronger so that's interesting holding a curse tape no longer passively builds condemned curse tapes can now be placed in any tv other than the one they were retrieved from which is interesting because you were set to one specific tv before with the curse tapes taking a curse tape is now a strategic choice you will need to make the protection it offers may be beneficial for now but it's much more punishing if you are caught carrying one you'll want to plan carefully and get rid of your tape if you fear the unreal may be on her way so it seems like the workaround for them of trying to negate the whole slug strat is to give everyone one stacked if they're carrying a cursed tape. But my theory is since you get one full stack per hit, that the slug strat would simply be more overpowered because you could literally just hit the survivor, knock them back down, and then they would automatically gain a full stack, and you would just continue to do that slug strat throughout the entire match, allowing you to accrue stacks on the survivors that are carrying a cursed tape. So it'll be interesting to see how people play Sadako with these new strats being proposed, because there are benefits to just continuing the slug strat, but there's also benefits to actually hooking them. So it's probably situational, right? If you think someone's close to being condemned, you would probably want to just hook one of the survivors and then automatically condemn the one survivor and then bam. So, we'll see. So, the D-Manifestations received a bit of a buff as well. So, the Sonic can no longer be stunned while D-Manifested. So, that is interesting. So, I'm curious if you can literally go through the palette 
Because if you can't be stunned while de-manifested, couldn't you in theory just go through the pallet? I'm curious. I don't know. Because if I can't be stunned, well then what would happen? Or would, in other words, just kind of do what would happen if a survivor mistimed a pallet drop? And what I mean by that is if you mistime the pallet drop on a killer when they're picking up the survivor, it just sh simply shifts you to the other side of the pallet. Will that happen instead? Because that would make a lot more sense, and that would be actually really cool. Because you're not really like, taking any penalty for like trying to, you know, be close to the survivor. Because obviously you can't body block while demanifested, because that's like one of the powers of slash abilities of Sadako. So you could literally just, you know, phase right through them and get to a position. If they drop it, well, there's no disadvantage. Chases are prevented while demanifested, making it more difficult to keep track of the Sadako's position, and it removes bloodlust, which makes sense. It should have always been that way. And as I mentioned, the add-ons are, you know, being reworked some, which we'll surely find out during the PTB. But all in all, I think these are really good changes for Sadako. I really want to stray away from the whole slug strat. It's really boring. It's not fun. I literally think it's the most boring strat in Dead by Daylight. Obviously, everyone has different opinions of it. But I'm hoping that this brings us to a state where it will incentivize healthier gameplay. Because I think that's really important. And moving on to the next part, which I do think promotes really good gameplay, but I want to give both perspectives, is hook grabs. So, we've all been in that situation before. A survivor runs towards their hooked friend, but the killer is nearby, so you both play a thrilling game of unhooked chicken. The survivor attempts to trick the killer into swinging so they don't get grabbed. Meanwhile, the killer tries to predict when the survivor may commit to the unhook to grab them and prevent the save. Beyond the scenario leading to some very awkward gameplay, this also makes it possible for a face camping killer to potentially defend the hooked survivor and put a second survivor into the dying state while they're at it. In the next update, we're removing grabs from unhooking survivors and practices means that the awkward mind game when unhooking has been eliminated. Be warned, however, you are still not safe when unhooking, though you may succeed in rescuing the hooked survivor. The killer will still be able to hit you twice before you can make your escape. In most cases, you will trade your safety for your friends, which makes sense. I think that's how Dead by Daylight should have always been. There's no reason you should ever be able to grab a survivor off a hook. It just promotes that really boring gameplay of just playing the 50-50. And at the end of the day, sometimes it just comes down to ping on whether or not you get grabbed or not. Like, I've literally seen instances where I've literally grabbed survivors the second they've touched the unhooked survivors. I, you know, it's happened to me where I literally would fully grab them and they would literally hop off of the hook and I would still get grabbed. Latency is just a huge issue with it, so just to remove it all together is just extremely satisfying to me mentally. However, I do have to bring the issue that a lot of people are going to end up bringing up is uh, two people going to a hook to go for a save. And that still exists, right? I It may not exist in the sense that you are going to quote-unquote, you know, get the, you know, the grab, right? But it's it could be useful in the sense that you could still take a body block for a teammate and prevent anyone from going down. The, the double team on the unhook could be utilized to play a protection hit so someone doesn't go down, and I think people aren't taking that into account either. There are still going to be situations where you'll need two people, but obviously it's ideal to just be able to play my trade and keep my teammate alive for a little bit longer. So all in all, I understand that this is going to be a problem when it comes to the comp scene. But I think at the end of the day, this is going to be an extremely good update for pubs, which is probably the vast majority of the player base. And at the end of the day, we have to take that into account. So I think that this is a really, really good update for 
the game. I think that some of the worst matches I've ever encountered where I've literally been slugged to death have literally led to that very thing is they, they will grab me and drop me and then camp me and then they won't be near another hook and so they won't grab me and suddenly bleed out. So I, I literally love this. This might be one of my favorite updates ever because I once again absolutely hate hook grabs. I can't believe that they're incorporating this change i've talked about it forever and a day with friends of mine but the fact that they're actually incorporating it is fantastic brand new parts have also received an update so literally the generators required charges are reduced by 10 and the add-on is consumed so now it will save 10 seconds compared to 22.5 seconds that's fucking amazing like literally the fact that a brand new part was as oppressive as it was before was insane I literally, I've never really used brand new parts. I've probably used them like 15 times in total ever. And it was really just out of curiosity to see how they worked. And it was mainly during the whole eruption 3 gen kicking meta too when I was utilizing it. So all in all, I have no complaints. I think that the brand new part being updated is for the best. However, what I will say is that I think you're going to see a lot of brand new parts implemented into future matches from this point till the next update because people are going to want to get rid of their bmps solely for the fact that they're obviously going to be gone afterwards which in essence is understandable because well guess what you're trying to make the most value out of it and we're going to see a couple other perks i think on the rise here soon because they're going to be nerfed but before we get to that specific perk that i will keep hitting until we get there we're going to go over some of the perks that have received reworks or updates or buffs. And I'm so fucking happy about th these updates. I am so happy. I love it. I literally have been begging for some of these perks to receive updates and behavior has listened for the most part. So I'm still going to bitch about a couple of them, but I do want to give their flowers to some of them. Coup de Grasse. Simply put, the only difference is you gain two tokens now when a generator is powered instead of one. Amazing. I've always loved Coup de Grasse. I think that Coup de Grasse is an extremely fun perk where you can gain so much value. And so it's extremely nice to see this perk get a little bit of love because it was well needed. Claustrophobia, which I thought was a perk that was never going to get touched beforehand. It was simply vault locations within 32 meters being blocked but now it's literally the entire map every single window for the entire map gets blocked for a short period of time and that's fucking awesome i didn't even think of something like that when i recommended it which i think is actually in my most recent podcast about the killer purposes i think i said it within 32 meters of where you're at but i think that's really cool that's just the entire map it's not like it's you know too long right so i like that feature i think that's extremely cool so I'm happy that they are updating it, and I'm actually I'm gonna end up giving it a try. So I'm excited to give it a little bit of love. And Hangman's Trick, I swear to God, they listened to me on this. I gave something that was very very similar. I literally said Hangman's Trip Trick should reveal auras of survivors within so many meters of a hook. Instead, they did it within so many meters of a scourge hook. So I think it should be every single hook on the map, and I will still stand by that because that way you would be able to get some information on like generators on the map as well. So I hope they get rid of it as a scorch hook, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. You only can do so much, but I enjoy that. I think that meter range is fine, but like I said, I, I 
they took that right out of my book because that's literally something that I suggested in the past. So it's extremely nice to see that they're incorporating something very similar. Territorial imperative. I'm not too big on this one, but I'll just go over it here really quick. Is We've increased the duration of the aura revealed to 4, 5, 6 seconds, was 3. We have also lowered the distance the killer must be from the basement entrance to 24 meters, which was initially 32. To give a survivor an opportunity to sneak in for a rescue, we have increased the cooldown of territorial imperative to 45 seconds. I don't like this perk. I think it deserves an entire rework. This does absolutely nothing. I hate this. I don't like it. I think it needed a complete rework. I understand, like, territorial imperative, like, your territory is the basement. That's supposed to be, like, your place. But I think that it could have gave a unique buff in some instances. Like, for example, I think that, like, Killer Shack should have... It, it shouldn't have been about basement. I think it should have been, like, more about Killer Shack. Like, a, like, speed boost or something buffing the zone in which you are to Killer Shack. Because it's a central point of the map that gets utilized every single match. However, now that I think about it, not every single map has it. So, I guess that's not something you can necessarily do. So, I guess they would have to rework it in, in the sense that, well, it can be about Killer Shack. But every single map has a basement. So, I don't really know. I'll obviously think about it before the next time I go over the Killer Perks in my next bit. Well, video, aka podcast, sometimes I record a video and I just turn into audio, hence why I said that. But I'm not too huge on that, but either way, I, I think that doing something is better than nothing, so I appreciate their attempt, it'll still never get used, ever. Remember me! So, I did not anticipate a, a rework on this, but this perk can help turn a match around towards the end, but it's currently not as effective as we'd like. Each time your obsession loses a health state, gain a token. Each token increases the opening time of the exit gates by 6 seconds, up to a maximum of 12, 18, 24 seconds, was 4 seconds per token for a maximum of 8, 12, 16. So, I've always bitched about obsession-based perks. I think the update needs to be that the obsession can't open the exit gate at a normal pace. I think that's extremely silly. I don't like it. I, need, I, I believe that every single perk involving an obsession deserves a rework in some sort of way. Besides, like, Game of Foot. I, I think that's the perk, maybe. But either way, I you know, even Game of Foot, I apologize. Besides Rancor. Rancor was the perk I was trying to think of. Because the fact that you can worry the obsession at the end is fine but like game of foot uh, if i remember correctly i apologize if i'm wrong but game of foot is designed where if you are chasing your obsession and you kick a pal you gain like a five percent hay speed bonus and the person that you've chased the longest becomes the obsession and so I, i've just never really enjoyed that portion of the perk but i understand some people actually like merge the two game of foot and rancor together to try to get some value during end game but either way i just want like any, every perk besides rancor to be negated and i still think that you could even make a bit of a rework for rancor as well to make it more inconspicuous too but i'll, I'll get back into that a little bit later so Hex crowd control. So this received a very interesting update. It says having a window block behind a survivor after they vault can come in handy in certain circumstances, but in many cases the survivor can simply outlast the entity blocker. Doesn't create much pressure on the survivors to find and cleanse the hex totem. We are increasing the duration of the entity blockers caused by hex crowd control to 40, 50 seconds, which was 10, 12, 14. So think about it. This is for every single survivor, and it's literally going to be, a whole window is going to be blocked for 60 seconds. 
you you could create such a disgusting build now if you combine that with some other perks oh my gosh just uh I, it's disgusting it's gonna be mandatory right like for me i i mean wraith and so i've i've always used blood favor and i guess you could combine the two right but like crowd control with blood favor now uh, you're, it's gonna be it, there's nothing you can do because you can't double back on these windows anymore i just that's disgusting this perk is going to be serious. And obviously, you know, that carbon's like, oh, you know, it's just a hex perk, though. I know it's just a hex perk, but so is Devour Hope, and there's times where Devour Hope absolutely carries, right? So, it's pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy, in my opinion, that crowd control is getting a buff to that magnitude. I think that's going to be heavily seen now, and I would be surprised if it hasn't gotten any recognition for being a really strong perk based off of that update because that is going to be gross. I, once again, I don't listen to other people's opinions about these updates. I usually just go off of my own intuition and thoughts and formulate opinions based off of my knowledge of the game. But onto Trail of Torment. So Trail of Torment allows the killer to hide their terror radius and sneak up on survivors since it disables the next time a survivor loses a health state. There often isn't much pressure on the survivors to venture over and stop the generators from regression. To make this perk more threatening, Trail of Torment will not only deactivate when the affected generator stops regressing, not when a health state is lost. So, I'm still not totally happy with this perk. I've always loved Trail of Torment. And I think there's plenty of situations where it's applicable, especially the fact that Wiretap and Blast Mine also provide a yellow aura. You don't really know which one's being utilized, so that's always nice. Alert is really the best indication if Trail Torment is kicking in afterwards, because you'll see the killer kick it, and then you won't hear a terror radius, so you'll kind of put two and two together. However, I still think that an additional buff to Trail Torment needs to be implemented. I think that, it, besides it just stop regressing, I think that, A, it would be nice to have the cooldown even shorter than it already is, because it's not the best in the world. I can't think of exactly how many seconds it is, but it's too long in my opinion. And then I also think that another really nice quality of life update would be not just stop regressing, but just when it gets touched again, because at the end of the day, survivors are often going to come back to generators that are practically done. And then if they're midway, who knows? But it would be nice to actually gain value out of generators that are low because survivors will not think about physically touching that if it's so low unless they literally see, oh, it's yellow. I got I to gotta grab it. So I don't know. Just one more additional buff would have been nice. But once again, that's just me being a little bit nitpicky. But let's move on to the survivor perks. So the perk that I was talking about earlier that I really wanted to discuss was Prove Thyself. So, I have a major complaint about this perk in particular. I, I think the perk itself is fine, and I think that reducing the repair speed bonus to 10% to nearby survivors is okay. I don't think you're going to see it utilized nearly as much, but my biggest gripe with this perk is they remove the blood point bonus for co-op repairs. Behavior keeps doing this shit. You need to have perks in Dead by Daylight that promotes being used, and blood point bonuses is it. Barbecue and chili was so greatly utilized just because of the blood point bonus. I know because I did it. They need to keep these things on because that is a good incentive to have it there. I love it. I love to prove thyself because of the blood point bonus. That was it. 
That's it's not. I mean, yeah, I, I think Prove Thyself was actually really nice in terms of the actual bonus that it also provided, though. Not gonna lie, I feel like it literally won me matches in the past. Obviously, winning and losing is relative per individual, but for me, it's not even about escaping. It's just about like my my friends escaping. So if I'm able to bust out the generator, run the killer for a couple seconds, and I go down and I die, that's totally fine by me. But that's that's neither here nor there. I want to focus on the rest of the patch notes. So, focusing on Blast Mine, so I think that this is an insane buff, too, is that they increase the duration of Blast Mine to 2 minutes, instead of 45 seconds. That's gross. That is gross. And I and I think that if you don't use this perk now, you're crazy. So, Blast Mine actually is a really strong perk, because of the fact that killers often kick generators, and then they get hit with that time wasted for several seconds, can literally be the determining factor between... Saving a teammate, finishing off a heal, fantastic. I think that is a great update because it's, it's not the strongest perk in the world by any means, but it definitely has value, and I'm so glad to see that it's actually going to get more value because, once again, at the end of the day, it's not like a, like a five-second DS, right? Because I still think five seconds is crazy. I, I, I'll give my two cents. I still think Decisive Strike should be four, but... That's because it takes a full second for you to get off the killer shorter, so you only get two seconds of distance. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I do want to focus on the rest of the stuff. I could just get sidetracked thinking about other things. Blast Mine, it's just, it's not, like, alleviating too much pressure. Like, you choose to kick that gen. If you don't like kicking gens, then it gains no value to begin with, too. So, it doesn't even hurt you. Wiretap Blade did the same thing, and the duration of Wiretap is now 120 seconds. And then they normalize the activation requirements and text descriptions between Blast Mine and Wiretap, meaning Wiretap will now activate after 50% worth of generator pairs, and it was initially 33. So that is interesting. That is a bit of a nerf, in my opinion, because 80 seconds was still a lot of time, and uh, killers do typically just kick the gens anyways. So, you know, interesting stuff. I, I don't actually think Wiretap's going to be utilized as much now, because I think part of the beauty was the 33%, but... That's just my opinion. So, I'm going to complain about Saboteur a little bit because I absolutely hate that it has the cooldown that it has. And I wish they would have buffed the cooldown, made it slower, or not slower, but faster. And I'll get into that here in just a second. So, we they have reduced the time it takes to sabotage a hook without a toolbox to 2.3 seconds when it was initially 2.5. Totally fine, totally okay with that. They have also adjusted the cooldown for the perk to 70, 65, 60 when it was initially 90, 75, 60. So, tiers 1 and 2 of the version can be used more frequently. I think tiers are fucking stupid to this day. I don't think tiers should exist in Dead by Daylight, but they're always going to have it. I think it would also make their life a lot easier because they don't have to include these extra numbers if they would just simply implement a you know single number and it would also confuse less newcomers into the game because obviously when you're talking with someone who's brand new to the game they're like i have this but it's yellow how do you have purple it's like okay i gotta get in the tears now so how do i unlock the tears i just i, I don't think the tears should exist once again i i mentioned a second ago i'm gonna get sidetracked but i think saboteur should have received an additional buff to the perk as i think the cooldown should have been 45 seconds for Sabo. I would have even gone as far as to say 40. So it would have been 40, 45, 50. The reason I say that is because there is instances where you're just stuck in this shit situation where you accidentally try to heal a teammate on hook because you know the killer's lay on the opposite end of the map and you accidentally start to Sabo for a second. You're like, fuck, so much for that. But 
that's just my opinion. And then Clairvoyance, another perk that has received a bit of a update. Aura Radiance can be handy, but there's only so many totems to get around. Clairvoyance will now activate upon blessing a totem in addition to cleansing, which is really interesting because they did something similar with Overzealous. Overzealous, even when you bless a totem, you gain the, the bump to gen repair speeds. So I think it's still 10, right, if I remember correctly. Yet I've still not seen it utilized a single time in any of my matches since they buffed it. As a matter of fact, I've only seen it utilized one time ever, so, you know, it's, it's you know, it comes down to, like, how much value you're going to get out of it, right? But, you know, it's, that's, that comes down to the individual, right? It's like, oh, do you want to use clairvoyance? And once again, if I remember correctly, clairvoyance only gains value if you don't have an item in your hand, which you should always have an item, in my opinion, whether it's a toolbox, a medkit, flashlight, you know, just, just something, right? It's going to get a lot more value than having nothing. But that's just my personal opinion. I know that, uh, obviously, I am i don't use the perk ever. I've used it one time, and that was it. And I just wasn't a fan of the perk. So maybe people have found some magical, awesome, cool stuff that you can do with clairvoyance that I'm completely unaware of. So by any means, I'm no expert on the perk. I'm just simply giving my opinion. Moving on to the next perk that received an update is Breakout. Breakout helps you save a friend by putting yourself in harm's way. With the spacing between hooks, it can be very difficult for a survivor to wiggle up before getting hooked. That's not always true. Based on some of the map designs, there's been issues like that in the past, such as Midwitch. The game even has had instances like that from personal experience. So, But I understand their point. Though we don't want this to be too common, we found that it wasn't coming into play too often. Breakout now increases the wiggle speed of the carried survivor by 25%. Which is interesting. But to make this more risky, Breakout now activates within a 5 meter range, which was initially 6. Totally fine by that. Totally, totally fine by that. I'm totally okay with it being 5 meters. I think that's totally fine. So I have no complaints about that update. I'm glad that it's like that, but I still really see it used. One of my friends who used to use it all the time doesn't even use it anymore. I think that the state of DVD has just shifted and you can't really do things like that nearly as much anymore. I think the game has unfortunately taken a turn towards a more serious type of gameplay in recent months. I don't really know why that's the case, but it just so happened to become the case based off of, I guess, the community, whether it's conscious or unconscious or whether or not that's only personal experience, I don't know. But I just feel like almost all my games are sweat fest these days. Alright, moving on to Buckle Up. You can't always be guaranteed that the killer will leave a survivor on the ground in the first place, so when a perk like Buckle Up comes into play, we want to make sure that it is impactful. We have revisited this perk and given it a new effect. Upon healing a survivor from the dying state, both you and the healed survivor gain the endurance status effect for 10 seconds. So, I want to talk about how much I love this fucking perk. So, I want to talk about make... Not make your choice, dear God. It's, it's the new perk. It's like... I always forget the name. I, I use it, but... It's, like, made for you. It's <laughs> something like that. All right, just give me one sec. I, 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 I gotta look it up now. What is it, like, made your, I don't know, DVD, new perks, Gabriel. Gosh. It's, 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 gonna, it's, gonna be, it's gonna just drive me up a wall if I just cannot think of this perk. 
Oh no, just come on, tell me it. What is it? Sorry everyone, I just... There it is, made for this, made for this, dear god. But yeah, it's probably the most popular perk, yet I couldn't even remember the name, but made for this. Made for this, for me, the only reason I even run is because I run We're Gonna Live Forever, and so I feel like I get value out of it when I'm trying to prevent slugging, which I feel like is really common. So now I feel like I can get away with not running made for this because I know I can run We're Gonna Live Forever and Buckle Up, so I think that this update is huge because it, it counters slugging however i also think it's nice because I, I feel like we're gonna live forever doesn't always have the capability of giving the survivor the endurance status effect depending on how the match has gone right like you have to get a flashlight save or a pallet save or you have to take a protection hit or you have to grab an unhook for the endurance effect to even take place so with that being said, I think Buckle Up is now in a really, really good state. And anyone who does not use this perk, I think, is faded because this will be flipping phenomenal with We're Gonna Live Forever. Like, it's literally going to be my new base kit build. I may even run it with For the People instead of We're Gonna Live Forever because it's going to be extremely applicable. Obviously, I'm going to have to do some testing during the PTB to see if you even get the status effect if you do For the People with Buckle Up. But if that's the case, that's awesome, and I'm going to be so happy. So that's one of my favorite perks that they actually updated during this update. And if it stacks well with For the People, I'm going to be overjoyed. Moving on to Smash Hit. So this is really unique. So all Exhaustion perks have the same cooldown, but they actually updated Smash Hit to make it 20 seconds for the Exhaustion Effect cooldown. So I'd be really curious to see how often this gets used now. I'm still never going to use it. I've never liked it, never will. I know that it's not all too popular, just like they say in the notes here. I'm sure that they've talked about that. For me, I rarely even use exhaustion perks anymore, because for me, it's just not my play style. I, I, for me, if I'm going to use one, it's literally going to be Dead Hard. I know, Dead Hard never dies, but Dead Hard is the one that I just think is the most fun. And so if I'm going to use one, it's literally going to be Dead Hard, but otherwise I just don't run one. It's just... I'm. And DBD, I just prefer the, the generic chase itself, and so exhaustion perks such as that are just something I don't utilize as much anymore. I'd rather just get more value out of perks that I feel like will best suit me, such as decisive strike, off the record, you know, perks that are just going to prevent me from getting tunneled, since I feel like that's a pretty recurring theme in the game. But moving on to Spine Chill, which is the last perk that has received an update, is before the Visual Terrace was introduced, Spine Chill was often used by deaf and hard of hearing players to give themselves some sort of indication of the, player, the killer's terror radius. When Spine Chill was reworked, we made sure to keep this element unchanged until a proper accessibility setting could be introduced. Now they're removing the terror radius visualization aspect of the perk, so. I still, to this day, it breaks my heart that they fucking nerfed that perk into the ground. Spine Chill was literally one of my favorite perks in Dead by Daylight back in its old meta and i just hate that it's in the state that it is now i just it breaks me but you know it is what it is i it was just a perk that i feel like maybe people complained about it but i don't ever i i never complained about it as a killer but i understand that maybe to some people it was really impressive especially when you stacked it with resilience but yeah it's good killer tweaks so the executioner had a bit of a tweak where you have to be 10 meters away from a survivor in a cage for it to not relocate which is great honestly i think it should be a little bit farther i think it should be 12 but i'm just 
thinking in the aspect like I could still just wait like two seconds away f from the cage and just run 10 meters quite swiftly since they're using corners of maps. It's not like it's randomly in the middle so you're usually in a dead zone and so it's a free down. It's part of the problem with the whole cage system is it usually puts you in a dead zone. I, I literally, Larry's is the only map that I can think of where I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I, I got out and I'm not in a dead zone. So, one of my favorite lore killers in the game, Spirit. And man, gosh, dang, she looks pretty good in that hooked at you outfit. Ah, damn. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about the rework, huh? So, it's not a rework on her personally, but it's a rework on her add-ons. So, the mother-daughter ring, arguably a top three add-on in the game period, has received a nerf where the movement speed is now 25 instead of 40. Super huge update. I just don't like Spirit. If she was 4.6 and her power got nerfed, I would literally main her because I can't stand 4.4 meter per second killers. I just can't. I've never liked them, never will. But Spirit's literally one of my favorite lore killers, has some of my favorite outfits, and yet I, I can't utilize her just solely for the fact that she's 4.4. Like I said, I would never run Blade again if he ever became 4.4. It's just not my thing. It's just, I understand the power is really strong and Lay makes her the third strongest killer in the game. But for me, I just can't rationalize running a killer with, you know, a, something such as 4.4. It just feels bad. It feels so bad. But either way, Mother Daughter Ring is receiving the nerf to 25% instead of 40 great change i honestly think i would have made it 20 literally knocked it in half but I'm, I'm happy with its current state so we're going to move on the dry cherry blossom which is another really strong add-on that i see utilized all the time for spirits and it's when you're you come within four meters of the spirits hooks you literally get a killer instinct essentially popping up and it, which is interesting because they actually add an additional note is any information about the survivor's location is crucial when the spear is using her power and given its fairly large range, this add-on has been overperforming. So I'm guessing that players who have been running this add-on have literally had a high rate of success from utilizing it. And I've never used it before. I, I use brown and yellow add-ons because that's all you really, really need to run on spirit. But yeah, so it's three meters now instead of four. And then they're reworking all of the duration add-ons for Spirit. So Oddstarve has been saying this for a millennium. Since the Spirit's power reflects over a set charge regardless of duration, this also meant that these add-ons had a hidden secondary effect of making her power recharge faster. So now they will no longer cause the haunting to recharge faster. It the duration increases will remain unchanged. So that is literally insane. That update is gross because it literally makes all those add-ons weaker. So spirit, I, I, I would actually go as far as to say that she might lose the third spot as being the third strongest killer with all these add-on changes. I would literally go as far as to say that, but I'm just saying that just based off of this, I'm, I need to see it in person how it's going to feel with these add-ons being nerfed. But we've actually had some other updates. So the Origami Crane, since the add-ons above no longer increase recovery rate, we wanted to ensure that these options were available if you wanted your power to recover faster. The Origami Crane now increases the recovery rate of the Haunting by 20%, which was 10, which I enjoy. Likewise, the Rusty Flute is also recovering an increase in light of the changes above, so it increases the recovery rate by 40%, which was 25. 
Oh god, actually, I didn't even read those earlier. That I I am curious how that's gonna affect things. I I want to I want to stack both of those together and just not have speed add-ons and see how fast you recover your power because that actually Loki sounds disgusting. But maybe I am faded. So the Hag also receiving a few add-on adjustments in this update. The waterlogged shoe it removes the Hag's ability to teleport to her traps, but slowly slows nearby survivors while providing the Hag with a permanent movement speed bonus. This add-on isn't doing as well as we'd like, so we have increased the movement speed to 7.5% with 4.5. Mini Rag. This add-on allows the Hag to teleport to any trap in the trial, even if they haven't been triggered, but with a 15-second cooldown. This can allow for some interesting mind games, but the long cooldown can make it very punishing, so they just change it to 10. Half egg, crack sh half egg shell and cracked turtle egg. These add-ons increase the duration of the trigger traps, allowing her more time to get in range to teleport in a longer window to teleport and chase. Both are underperforming at the moment, so we're giving them a slight increase. Uh, the half egg shell is now 45%. And the Crouch Turtle Egg is now 55%. So some nice little quality of life for Hag. But I still don't think you're going to see much Hag activity going on in general. So I don't think we're really missing out in regards to that. And then we do want to talk about the Cold Wind Farm Balance update. Is they worked on Rancid and Fractured. Both those maps are receiving updates. We won't really know what these updates truly look like until... A little bit later beyond a couple of screenshots that we have received instead of incorporating breakable walls they've added a god palette in like one of the main shed buildings so that'll be interesting to see and then they've added some more pathways in the middle of the building for rancid abattoir so i'm kind of curious and then apparently there's like corn tiles with added detail as long as like edge tiles along the maps on these outer fences so it just seems like we've had some like nice little quality of life updates, adding more like edge map like tiles, which I think are always necessary. All in all, I would actually say that this update, once again, is the best update that I've ever seen in Dead by Daylight. They're addressing a lot of the things that I think were a problem, and it's going to make all games feel a lot better. Ooh, voice crack, but... Oh no, I'm so fucking happy with this update. I literally could not be happier. I know I was kind of given my two cent a little bit throughout the update. Like, just like, oh yeah, I like this, or I don't really like this, or I don't really care about this. But oh no, I'm literally, I have no complaints about just about any of it. The Sonic is strat. I'm curious to see if slugging is still prominent or if it's still preferred, which I still envision will be the case. I even could make the argument if everyone's going to start grabbing curse tapes, that would be even stronger to slug. I also think that the brand new part receiving the nerf was fantastic. The perks, buckle up, is going to be one of my favorite perks in Dead by Daylight now. And I can literally get rid of made for this. So I'm extremely happy to see all these changes being implemented in Dead by Daylight. So, if you just enjoyed this little update of me kind of discussing my thoughts and just the overall the update, feel free to comment, like, maybe even ask some questions. My Twitter is always available. I don't tweet or anything. It's literally, I think it has zero tweets. So, always just tweet at me and I'll be more than happy to, whether it's engage in an actual conversation in my Discord or just have a kind discussion on Twitter, I'll be more than happy to compliment or accommodate to either. So with that being said, everyone, thank you so much for stopping by. And per usual, stay safe in the fog.